Where would you like to go? everybody and welcome to the first episode of Take Me Too. This is Sunny from It Is Sunny over here and we are joined here today by Ivana who is going to take us to Prague. You probably already read it in the title. Hi Ivana, thank you so much for joining me here today and for helping me bring Prague closer to our audience. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's also my honor to be your first guest in your podcast. I'm wishing you a lot of successful episodes and many exciting destinations in the future. Thank you, we're hoping so as well. So tell us about Prague and about yourself. Like you are a student, why did you choose Prague to go and study there? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just recently graduated from my LLM uh, master studies in Prague and I'm right now I'm working on my PhD proposal that I'm uh, and I'm supposed to start my studies later this year. The reason I chose Prague is mainly because I had visited Prague before twice and I always had Prague as a destination that I fell in love with and it was very beautiful and I really loved and I always had it as an option in the back of my head that one day I would like to live there so eventually when it was time to decide where I I would go to study I chose Prague simply because of that. That's amazing it's an awesome opportunity and it's a very brave step for you just because Prague is such a big city and it's maybe one of the greatest tourist destinations in yeah, the world, so especially also at the Europe. same time, it was less intimidating for me. I found Prague less intimidating compared to the other options I had, primarily because I felt it like Prague is closer to home. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was closer to home rather than me just plunging myself into something that is completely unknown to me. So in a way, it was the safe option, but it's also it was also my favorite option. So. Yeah. Uh, regardless, I am very happy that you went there. Yeah. Because so you can be our guest today. That's true. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, Prague or Praha is one of the most popular tourist destinations in Europe. It is the capital of the Czech Republic, which is a European Union and a Schengen area member. And it's a very safe country to travel to in general. It is usually voted uh, and it's ranking in the top 10 in the global ratings annually. Czech Republic itself has population of about 10.6 million. The official language is Czech, but the majority of the people can speak English, German or Russian as well. The currency is Czech crown and one Czech crown is about uh, 20, 25 Actually, Czech one crown. euro is about one, 25 <laughs> one euro. Czech crowns. Yes. yes, one euro is about 25 Czech crowns. Thank you for helping me out with that. Am I right with all of these yeah, so th- those far? are the main facts about the Czech Republic and Prague yes. as well. So, Besides the main facts, tell us something more. Why should people visit Prague? Prague is famous for its uh, very rich history and uh, culture, as well as obviously beer. I know everybody goes to Prague because of the great beer. But another thing they have, it's the very beautiful Baroque and Gothic architecture, which is basically breathtaking. And in a way, it's admirable to just look at all those monuments and buildings and see how well they have been preserved. Yes. And the way the Czech people take care of them. So, yeah. Yes. The architecture. Oh, my God. I think everybody has seen at least one of two pictures of the old town square. I think everybody has seen Prague somewhere, even if it's movies, videos. Oh, yes. A lot of movies. A lot of of them are filmed in Prague. A lot of the Prague buildings. 
buildings and castles are featured everywhere. And yes. I, I believe that everybody has seen at least one like the old town square is everywhere it is basically where the magic happens (laughs) yeah that's true it is also one of unesco's world heritage sites as well the entire basically the entire prague one which is the old town uh, area area, it's under unesco's heritage it is a witness basically still standing from maybe most dramatic moments that happened throughout uh, the czech history the way I see it, the Old Down Square is the place where a lot of historical moments happen, but from a little bit far in the history. And the most recent historical events, I would say they are connected to the Wenceslas Square. Mm-hmm. But when we talked about like the old history and all when it was like the Roman Empire and when Prague was the capital of the Bohemia, everything kind of connects exactly to the yes, Old Down Square. Yes, it was actually the biggest medieval city square at the time. And then it is still one of the biggest city squares in the world. And it also houses, I think, one of the most monumental and famous landmarks of Prague, which is the Church of Our Our Lady. Our Lady before Dean. Yes, the astronomical clock. And Fun fact about that church, actually. People will see it. Everybody sees that church. It has two big towers. But fun fact about it, one of the pillars is actually bigger than the other one. From distance, it looks like it's the same. I never noticed that. (laughs) But if you actually look closely, one of the towers, it's actually bigger than the other. In general, the building is a very beautiful gothic building and it stands out very well in the... Yes, the, in the heart of I Prague. I think the Gothic architecture is more and most uh, noticeable in that church. Definitely, And yeah. then also the astronomical clock, uh, which is basically, I don't think, fun fact about this one, which I know <laughs> not a lot of people notice, but if you are a fan of astronomical clock, if you're specifically a fan of this one and you're around Asia, <laughs> you can find the same exact replica of this astronomical clock in uh, South Korea, in Seoul. I think is in the district of Hongdae, I think it's called. I, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's an interesting Korea. fact that they made an exact replica of this clock. But I think it's the second most famous landmark of Prague and big crowd of tourists gathers around it. Yeah, everybody they're all, there. Yeah, they're all waiting for this one I think when the hour changes like ex- yes. exactly on each hour. Every time it strikes the hour the, something is happening. You uh, should go and see. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should tell them it's like the, the wooden figures of apostles come out and it's like an apostles procession and everybody's there to watch it. It's a big crowd. Uh, I don't know if it's actually worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe for the first time there, maybe you should see it, but it's it's nothing special. If you happen to, to come by, I don't think it's worth the wait. Just like to waste your time if you're there for yeah, a short, if you don't short have period time, of time. Then you can skip that anyway. You can actually go up the tower. Yeah, that's the old town hall. And yes, you can go up the tower and have a beautiful view of the city. But people should know that... It's not very Instagrammable, let's just yes. say that. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was Get that out say. of the way. There is uh, rails, you cannot see. It has a fence around. So you can take pictures of the old square and it's beautiful views around. But the pictures that you're going to take of yourself with the viewer, they're not going to be as good. And to be honest, I'm not sure if it's worth the 250 crowns. <laughs> I think I think it is. I did it. I am guilty. I am a touristy type. I've done it too, but <laughs> just once. 
<laughs> yes, once if you're going once is enough. It's a beautiful view and especially if you're there. For example, I visited around the Christmas market time so you can see the whole Christmas market from the top which was a beautiful view. This just reminded me, if you're a student, make sure to make a full use of that status that you have. If you have an IC card, you get discounts pretty much everywhere. So make sure you use your student status anywhere, not just in Prague. So actually, the astronomical clock, it's not now in its original state. Originally, it was just a simple clock with just the mechanic parts of it. But later on, uh, gradually, the statues started to be added. And then the bottom circle, which has the months and every day of the year, the apostles on it. Originally, it was just the clock where it just shows the position of the sun, the positions of the moon, something about the zodiac signs. I don't even know how to read the clock, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. So, yeah, everything else was kind of like gradually added on. I have heard this legend when I was there the first time that the person who designed the clock initially was killed after that just so that he doesn't recreate the same clock somewhere else so it, that it stays unique. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but that later has been proven to be a historical mistake simply because the person that you're talking about was somebody who was working on the restoration of the city hall itself not on the clock and at that time it's when the clock stopped working because of the Prague uprising I don't know how many people know but during the Prague uprising there was a tag from the Nazis on Prague because people were rebelling and a large part of the city See. town hall was ruined and it's around that period where the clock was also damaged and it stopped working and on this restoration where that when they were working on it, they were said that the person who allegedly was blinded by the others so he cannot replicate the clock somewhere else. And the legend also says that he was the one that made the clock to stop working. So they, they cannot use it anymore, just as a revenge, because he was blinded. But the truth is that he was somebody who was working on the city town hall and it just happened that the clock wasn't working at that time. Yes, it's working now. So it's one of the very few astronomical medieval clocks that is still working yeah. and in good condition. And then another interesting thing, I think, around the old city, the old town square, is the Parishka Street. I remember oh, yes. walking around The Parisian Street is the street for rich people. That's what we call it. It's this. It's a very famous uh, street in the Jewish quarter, which is the Yosefov uh, neighborhood in Prague, where you will find a lot of Jewish monuments. Particularly, you will see six Jewish synagogues there, and also it houses the oldest functioning synagogue in the world, which is the old New Synagogue. That's what it's called. It also has the old Jewish cemeteries. Yeah, although eerie, I heard it's a very popular... Yeah, it's also very picturesque and beautiful to look. Just incredible. And it's also the neighborhood in which Franz Kafka was born. I believe I shouldn't explain that further. Everybody knows who Franz Kafka is, or they should. Yes, I think definitely the Jewish Quarter is a must-stop. It's an important stop if you're doing a tour around Prague. Yeah, and you can and see it's it's just right there. Like you can't miss it. You have to kinda take a moment to soak in the atmosphere that the Jewish quarter brings. 
So that's basically the old town square. And then from the old town square, the whole area is, I think you feel when, when you're walking around the old town area, you feel like you're transported into a different age, different yeah, that's time. True. It's so magical. It's like in maybe medieval times, maybe, I don't know. It's very weird. Like you're it, getting this like, feeling. It's cobbled alleys, very small, yeah, interconnecting with each other. And you told me this, I remember, when I was there the first time, you didn't have as much as time to walk around with me, so you told me to get lost, right? Yeah, that's why I say it to everybody, because that's what I do. I just get lost around Prague, that's my thing. Because that's, I feel like that's the best way to experience the city. You just go in some random alley and you find something like beautiful, a beautiful building or some little statue and you're... You're, you get interested. For example, if you get lost around the Jewish quarter, you will probably find a lot of beautiful decorated houses. And also you will find the Franz Kafka statue. I feel like especially in the old town area, all the alleys interconnect with each other. So don't be afraid to like, yeah, go you out will there not get, and explore. Like, I say get lost, but technically you will not get lost. Yeah, like, all of them go out time. on the big streets and once you're... It's yeah. just a few streets and you'll know where you are. And even you can ask anybody. I think it's tourists all over the place. Also, there is this thing where all the tourists visit these same few locations. Like they yeah. start on the well, main we, square. We call that the royal tour. When yes. you start from the old square and then you follow the path. So you to, can just follow the to tourists. the Charles Bridge through Karlova Street. But I would recommend the same route pretty much. I would say yes, visit those uh, same landmarks but maybe don't take the same roads that everybody else does. Or take them and go back and take some other ones. Yeah, no. <laughs> when you go to Karlova Street, it's just so so crowded and you cannot really even experience the magic that the city and the old town area brings so i would just say there is a lot of other little streets right next to karlova or across karlova so you can just take them and they will all eventually lead you to the riverbank where you can just walk up or down to the Charles bridge Yes, exactly. And going to the Charles Bridge, you can see, I think, one of the most, at least for me, it was one of the most impressive things that I saw when I was in Prague. It was the Clementinum. It's the National Library yeah, right now. Yeah, the Clementinum is a complex of buildings which used to be the Jesuit College, but now it just basically it's a housing of some of the buildings that the Charles University or my university uses, and it also houses the, the National Library. I heard it's about 2,000 books, an amazing library, and it's also, I think, I voted... it's 20,000. Oh, 20,000, I'm sorry, I said too. And then it is voted many times for the most beautiful library in the world. I was there, I paid the ticket. Disappointingly, they don't let you walk around in the library, they just let you see it and take a picture from one stand, which is in front. But still, it is a pretty amazing sight to see. And I think it's worth the ticket, <laughs> maybe. And then just a few steps away from it, it's the Charles Bridge. So yeah, tell just, us about just the Charles across, Bridge. <laughs> just across from the, the street is the Charles Bridge. And it's a very beautiful bridge, I would say. It started being built in the 14th century and it was finished at the beginning of the 15th. But it was by Charles the Fourth. Yeah, it was Everything ordered. Everything is Charles in Prague. It was ordered by the Emperor <laughs> Charles the Fourth. At that time, it was the only connection that the two sides of the river had. Oh, there I were didn't... no other bridges, and at the time, it was called the Stone Bridge. It was later uh, named after the king himself. 
it's a gothic bridge, but I would say that the buildings and the statues that are later added on are in a Baroque style. Yes, and it's what makes it so special, I yeah, think. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, none of the statues on the bridge are actually the original statues. All of them, all of them have been replaced with replicas throughout the years. And now the bridge is just a pedestrian bridge and it's crowded. It's overcrowded. It's very crowded. Now just pedestrians and then there's a lot of artists who are selling their art. Still, even though it's very crowded, it's a beautiful sight to see. And then I don't think you can ever catch it. I've seen those photos when there is no people on the bridge. I don't know when. (laughs) When do they take those photos? You either have to get up at 4 a.m. Or you have to wait for another lockdown. Maybe. Maybe the lockdown. There is always people on that. There's also, I remember, two towers on the bridge on both sides. And then you can enter Uh, Both of them house... A museum, I would say, or mm-hmm. galleries where you can see things about the bridge or something. I would recommend the tower that it's on the uh, old town rather than the tower that it's on the side of, of the lesser town because the tower on the, the view, right? Yeah, it's the view, definitely. And it's also great for sunset because it's one of the um, talking about sunsets. Yeah. We had one audience question which was, uh, which are the best sunset spots in oh. Prague? Oof. I would say the best place to see the sunset and free as well is probably the Rigerovisari part, which is in Prague too, I believe. And then you can also have a beautiful sunset view from the Visegrad castle. And also, as you mentioned, the tower from the Charles Bridge. I would say the tower that is on the side of the old town. Those are kind of my three favorite spots for sunset views. Yes, thank you for that. Better note them down. And then we cross the bridge. We are on Mostechka Street, I believe. Yes, we are entering the lesser town. It's or what we call beautiful. Malastrana. And the first street you go to is Mostechka Street. And right in front of you is the St. Nicholas Church, which is really beautiful church. Everybody should visit that church as well. It has this like little uh, boutiques uh, that sell like traditional Czech arts and crafts and also bohemian glass, which is very famous in Prague and in the Czech Republic. Oh, you also just mentioned St. Nicholas Church. I think that was one of the most beautiful churches that I saw in Prague. It was... In a way, it's a rare Baroque church. Most of the churches in Prague, the, old, the big cathedral ones, they are in Gothic style. But this one is uh, in Baroque style. I believe it has a beautiful tower that you can also go up to and have a beautiful view of Prague. It is cheaper than the one that is on the Old Town Square. And uh, it also more Instagrammable, I would say. I think so as well. And it's more open. And it's, it's, not... it's not as crowded as well. True. Fun fact. I think Bach and Mozart as well oh, yeah. have had concerts oh. here. Both Bach and Mozart have held concerts in this church in the past. Yes, basically. About 100, if I remember correctly, was the ticket. It's an amazing view. I believe, yes. Prime example of Baroque architecture in Prague. So definitely worth a visit for this one. St. Nicholas Church, remember. And then I think around this side of the city, another one of the most famous would be the Prague Castle, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. The Prague Castle is probably the most famous landmark in Prague, maybe even the Czech Republic, other than the astronomical clock. 
You can see it from almost everywhere. And yeah, definitely. I believe you can see it from pretty much every spot on the Otanku. I don't think a lot of people know this, but it is actually the largest ancient castle in the world. As a complex, definitely. Yes. I, I don't think people should go and expect some big castle, like a Disney-like castle. But it's a beautiful complex that houses a couple of churches, a lot of gardens, some nice alleys uh, with houses. And, and also the residence of the president of yes. the Czech Republic. Used to be the kings, but now it's the Yeah, president. in the past it was the residence of the kings, but now it's the residence of the president of the Czech Republic. And also, interesting about that is uh, you can maybe try to visit the castle around noon or just go just before noon, because I believe at noon is where the guards change in front of the entrance oh, for, so the, you can see the, for the residents so you can see the guard changed it's it's interesting and interesting about them is that they wore different uniforms in summer and winter in summer they were like light blue and in winter they were some navy colored uniforms so in summer they so look 12 p.m guys yeah <laughs> uh yeah another interesting fact is it's sold it's i think started to build or finished i'm not sure around the ninth century and it's still standing most of the castle is preserved the way it was before and there's a lot of beautiful landmarks inside the castle area as well such as the cathedral and the golden lane <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. I remember it, it's a very fun thing that not all people get to see because they just walk right past it. I actually skipped the golden lane like a lot of times. I'm going to be honest in that one. I just skip it. I don't know. Sometimes you don't even notice it. You can just walk right yeah, past it, it and not would... see it. But it's a very But now because it has like an entrance thing. You will just see, oh, there's an entrance for that. What is that? And people get curious, like, you know? Yes, unfortunately, you have to pay to enter this golden lane. It's like a little street with very, very small houses. Like, when I say very, very small, trust me, it's very small houses. And it's actually, I think, goldsmiths used to live there. That's why it's called Golden Lane. That's and one of the stories. I don't know how accurate or true it is, because there are other stories about alchemists living there. Oh. But this is apparently the most accurate story, that is Golden Lane, because goldsmiths oh. live there. I think the most interesting part about it was how small everything was. You would be surprised when you see the small houses and the small rooms, the small furniture. I don't know how big were those people or how small, <laughs> but it's very extremely small. I had fun with that. I think it's worth a visit. And the ticket, I don't remember the price, but it was not as much, I think. So. I believe it's included if you buy the ticket to visit all of the rooms in the castle mm. and if you buy the the full castle ticket but if you don't want to buy that or if, if you want to visit the lane even without buying any ticket for the castle i think that you can just go after 5 p.m because the golden lane as we know it has like a little entrance but that entrance there are people asking you to pay ticket there only until 5 p.m and i believe if you go in summer seriously well, this was the case the last time I went there. This was the case in the summer of 2019. That was the last time I, I actually went up there and tried to see the golden lane. So after 5 p.m., the turnstiles, they just close them, but you can walk right past them. 
Yes, and then the cathedral. Oh my goodness, this cathedral, don't miss the San You Vidas can't miss cathedral. it. Trust me, you can't miss it. It is the most important religious shrine for all Czech people. It is where all of the kings of Bohemia were crowned before. It is built in the Gothic period. Beautiful stained glass once you enter inside the windows. It gives you this magical atmosphere. Like, I've been in a lot of cathedrals, but this one was very nice. And it left some kind of an interesting impression on me, like a long-lasting memory of how it looks. Even just looking at it from the outside, you can feel that it's it's a very important building that it, uh, people building it have put a lot of effort and yes. work. I mean, it took about the, 600 years, yeah, I believe, to build. Yeah, and the details on the building are just fascinating but my favorite thing about the uh, the complex uh, uh, in the castles are probably the gardens i love the gardens if uh, even the royal garden which is uh, open like throughout the entire year but also the south gardens that are not open right now i think they're closed and this year they were only open for one month from july to august they have such a beautiful view of the city it's incredible and the, the fact that they're not available to everybody and they're not available all the time, it makes them even more, more special. special. Well, I think another thing that was very interesting to me in that area was the Strahov Monastery. Oh, yeah. Well, the Strahov Monastery is not essentially part of the castle, but it's very close to the Prague Castle. And also interesting about that monastery is that it has like its own brewery. Yeah, restaurant and brewery. Yeah, they make their own beer. I wanted to go when I didn't manage. And it's called Monastery Beer. It also has a library similar to the one that... It's a beautiful, magnificent library with a Baroque interior. Very beautiful. I think it's worth the visit if you're into that kind of things. Well, yeah, the Strava Monastery also, like the little restaurant and the sitting area they have, it's also great for the views of Prague. So you can see... You have great beautiful views, views of the city there. and just enjoy some beer. What else should we visit while we're on the other side, the lesser town? Oh, I would say there are a lot of things to see on the lesser town. Like on first glance, it looks like, oh, it's just a small area, but essentially it's not. There's so many things. It's just packed with monuments and uh, nice buildings that True. you have to see. And I would first suggest you definitely visit the Camp Island. It's a very popular island. It has like some... It's a river island, city island. Yeah, it has some interesting statues there. You will see some of them. And the Campo Park is also great to just relax. And we have like a water mill. You can see it on one side of the river. And yes. then... And if people are into like, if they want to explore the river and see the views from the river, they can take like rowboats or paddle boats. Yeah, but I would actually uh, advise people to take if they're to take uh, paddle boats or or just the rowboats on the river i would advise them to take them from a little bit up the the river or from Mm, the other islands just so one it will be cheaper and other it would just like you cannot just take the boats and be right in front of the charles Bridge. so you will have to go a little bit up on the Mm. other islands to take rowboats from there but um, regardless, it's an amazing little island. I think yeah. it's been also voted like one of the most beautiful city islands. And close by, you will also see the Lemon Wall, which is one of the Instagramable spots that Sunny wants to recommend <laughs> to you guys. Yes, the Lemon Wall. I mean, it's it's a bit 
some people love it some people don't like it they're not into it i think it's worth the mention it's one of the most oh, instagramable spots in in prague and then it's basically as the name says it all i think it's a wall dedicated to one the beatles sing, john lennon the beatles singer uh it was i think some t- teenagers or young people draw it after his um assassination yes uh and then it's been repainted all over and over again but uh, so many people still go there and then praise they contribute to the art (laughs) contribute to the art and the interesting part is it keeps changing so every time you go or every time you see it day by day it's never the same because everybody just keeps on drawing over it and over it it's an interesting thing i think to see if you're into that kind of things and a very good photo op (laughs) true other things on the lesser town you should definitely visit, I would say, are the Wallenstein Gardens or Wallensteinska Zahrada. This garden is basically, you will not see it just walking by it. You basically have to go through a door. It's surrounded by buildings. It just There is just one door, you go through it and boom, all of a sudden you're in like a garden. A different area, yeah, different it, world, a yeah. whole new world. <laughs> you just see these uh, big fountains and these animals and statues and beautiful like trees. But this garden is also not open through the entire year. So it's open only from, I believe, May, maybe, I don't know, maybe April, but somewhere from, from spring to like autumn. So during, both times I visited, it was unfortunately yeah. winter time. During so the I winter is closed. And nearby you will also find, on Kampa, you will find the Franz Kafka Museum. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. What else? Maybe just move on to Newtown. Do we move to the new town? Yes, we talked, I think, a lot about the old town and the lesser town. Uh, this is I... kind of confusing for people. They're like, wait, old town, lesser new town, town, new town. <laughs> What's happening? The new town basically uh, starts... Everything outside of the Old Town uh, Square area and going up to like the National Museum. We say it's a new town in Prague. And here the main landmarks will be like obviously the National Museum and most importantly the biggest, right as of right now, the biggest square they have Ooh, in Prague. Wenceslas Square, right? The Wenceslas Square. And at the top of the square you will see the statue of King Wenceslas on, the, on a horse. But... Oh. It's actually their patron saint of Prague. Yeah, they uh, they celebrate it every year. It's like a national holiday for St. Wenceslas Day. Something interesting connected to that is that if you go to the Lucerna uh, Palace near the square, you will find it. I mean, I encourage you to just look into the streets and find it. And if you enter the Lucerna building, you will see another statue, a little bit different. It's also from... King Wenceslav, but on this one, it's kind of made that he's riding the horse upside down. Basically, the horse is dead. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he's on a dead horse, but it's made by David Cherny, who is a very controversial of course. Czech sculptor. And uh, but people assume that it's made in a way to mock the original statue of uh, Saint Wenceslav that is on the main square and maybe the way he governed the country the way it's either I, w- I, I don't know if it's that or whether it's the way the country went apparently downhill I don't know I'm not sure and also the National Museum at the top of the square you cannot miss that one yes it's, it's very beautiful I actually 
made some efforts to visit that one even though I didn't have the time it, it has some good insights on the Czech history and then Czech also Casino Royale was filmed inside of the National Museum oh, Prague. Really? I didn't know that if you are fun in- fact <laughs> if you're interested in James Bond movie it's not in London it's actually filmed in Prague <laughs> interesting the one thing about Wenceslas Square that you have to remember and I tell this to everybody there is a lot of passages throughout the square as you walk up there will be a lot of streets from the side or, or a little entrance way from the sides just uh, go through uh, in them just explore them just find they also uh, they house a lot of beautiful cafes or a lot a lot of beautiful little shops and I think everybody should just get lost inside of those passages and streets so you can find like a lot of interesting places and just enjoy them and definitely they will be way cheaper than the restaurants or the cafes that are right on the square just go a little bit inside the streets and you will find something that is cheaper and maybe even better we were talking about interesting statues (laughs) i wanted to to talk more about that so cherny tell us about i think he has statues all over prague the upside down horse the upside and then down horse. another one in newtown is the kafka's head right the french kafka head is probably my favorite monument in prague i would say it's a beautiful metallic kinetic uh, moving monument of the head of franz kafka himself it has a 42 uh, moving plates and they kind of move around in circle to eventually until they overlap yeah to eventually as assemble and reveal the face of kafka and the new town a lot of chernis uh, statues are actually in new town there is also uh if you go get lost around the new town area which i always tell people to do you will find a hanging sigmund freud Yes, I remember that one. It got me so scared and everybody's... Yeah, like not hanging as in dead. I mean He's like just... uh, holding on at the edge of the building. So nobody knows. He never explains his yes, statues. the meaning behind the statues. But people guess and, you know, they give their own t- interpretations of what this could mean and things like that. But a lot of them are very interesting to see and what's most important they are very unique uh similar to that one i mean similar not similar but very eerie as well is the the baby statues on oh yeah well, that's, Tower. that's a different story there are babies on one of the ugliest buildings you will see. <laughs> they call it one of the most hated monuments of Prague. it's really ugly it's Zhishkov Tower and it's like a more modern it looks like a communist. Uh, it, it is a communist tower, essentially. It's finished in the 1990s, as far as I... Uh... It's a television tower, basically. It has restaurants and that it's the one-room hotel. You can get a very beautiful view. Like, you should definitely yeah, visit up and the, also, in the restaurant. They, you can pay for a ticket to go up the tower, just to, uh, to the observatory. But I would suggest you go up to the restaurant or the cafe and have a drink or have something to eat and, and you can still get the still same get view. the view yeah i would say that but on that building in 2001 or 2000 I believe, i'm not sure which year david cherney had an exhibition where he installed like this giant black babies know. yeah they're made from some material i don't know the exhibition was supposed to last for a little bit i don't know and they were supposed to be removed but people loved them <laughs> 
Everybody you loved the babies. But babies are, crawling up and down the, the thing towers. about it, they are creepy. Like the babies creepy. are faceless. Instead of face, they have like these barcodes. Which they're the same as the one in Kempa Island, yeah, right? Basically. But the Kempa Island ones are, are bigger. And yeah, but they kind of became became like a permanent feature to the to the building itself. Yeah, I think like David Cherney is inseparable part of the city now. Well, <laughs> Very <it's>, iconic. <laughs> there is a lot of controversy uh, controversy with him, and not just that. There was some fraudulent activities, and I will not get into that, but. I don't know. I think he's a very interesting artist. I think people would know when they go to Prague and yeah, they see you, his statue, they would know. If you see a weird statue, a man peeing, if you have to look up uh, somebody's butt, yeah, that's done by David Cherney, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Another interesting thing, I think, from more modern architecture or market, yeah. modern style is the dancing house. Uh, oh yeah also very instagrammable spot i don't know why it's interesting but it's just i would say it's very instagrammable if you get the right shot (laughs) i think it is yeah that's also it's a hotel essentially in a restaurant i believe yeah it's there are restaurant there is restaurant at the top that you can visit and have like some views of the river and the castle as well but essentially just uh it's not of any cultural value other than its looks i would say Mm. Oh, yes, now that I think about it, we didn't mention one of my favorite places, which is the Prashka Tower and the Municipal Building. Oh, yeah. Well, Namiste Republiki is a square close to both, in, it's clo- very close to both the Old Town Square and the Venceslas Square. It's kind of, it, those three squares kind of make a triangle. And on Namiste Republiki, you will find both the Powder Tower as mm. well as the Obeshni Doom, or what they call it, the municipal house. Also, across to the municipal house is the Divadlo Hibernia, which is also a beautiful theater. But the thing about this uh, municipal house is that it's a building of... It's not a Baroque building. It's actually of a new modern uh, style, which it's, it's an Art Nouveau building. It's not a Baroque building. I don't really... And it's not just a simple, it's not just offices. I believe there's restaurants, Yeah, cafes. well, basically, that's the main thing about it. Uh, people go there for some events. There is also a concert hall where events happen. Or they go there for the restaurant or the cafe. But I don't, other than its outside look, I don't think it's... There's not much about it. Yeah, there's much about it. Same with the Prashka Tower, Prague Tower, right? Yeah, I think it's one of the most Instagrammable spots in Prague. Especially how gothic, how dark the tower looks. You should definitely visit it at night. It's very well lit and then it's extra dark and extra scary. (laughs) That was your first night in Prague. Uh, Yes, that was my first night in Prague and I was amazed. I was like, this tower is everything (laughs) gold. (laughs) Yeah, that is, it, it's a nice tower, I would say. But there are quite a few like that one around Prague. You will see one on Karlovo Namiesti. You will see one on Yindrishka Street. But yeah, they're all like pretty much similar looking in that same style. I so, think, Correct me if I'm wrong. In, in a close by area is a very picturesque synagogue. It was the Jubilee oh, Synagogue. Yeah. Is it close by or am I wrong? Yeah, it's close by Namaste Republiki on that side. Jubilee Synagogue. I think Ju- definitely. It's I don't think colorful. you can enter. Yeah, it's very colorful, very I, I haven't gone uh, back there since the last time Sandy drove me, dragged me there. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I saw. It. I just had to have a picture from the I saw, I've seen it. Like it was beautiful. Twice or three times. It's it's easy to miss. I would say it's very easy to miss if you're not in that area. It doesn't stand out. Or from, but if you walk on that street, it definitely stands out. How colorful it is. But <laughs> other than that, I don't think. I don't know if there is much to it. I've never heard any tour guides taking people there, but. For pictures, it's beautiful, definitely. Uh, another thing that is very attractive about Prague is the parks. Unfortunately, me, I didn't get to experience them the way people do during summer. But I've heard they have like beer gardens and people go there to Pro- just watch Pro- movies and I'll drink say, and like, enjoy. The locals basically live in the parks. The parks are essential for people who live in Prague. Like, well, the rest of the area is covered in tourists, so they have to ex- escape somewhere. Even like there are many, many beautiful parks in Prague. I would say yeah, I would agree on that one. A lot of them offer something more than just being a simple park. The Letna Park offers beautiful view of the city. It's actually the only spot from where you can see, I believe, five or six of the bridges on the river at one time. You can see basically the entire city. Beautiful view. We didn't mention Petrin Tower and Petrin Hill as well. Yeah, I was, I was about to get to that. Nearby, on this side as well, it's also another beautiful park. Uh, you will go to the Petrin Garden and at the top of the Petrin Hill, you can climb to the... I, was, I call it the BTEC Eiffel Tower. Which is it's the, like a mini elf Eiffel Tower, basically. The, it looks like it kind of... It's the Petrin Tower, and you can go up to the tower and have a beautiful view of the city. But even if you don't go up to the tower, you still get a beautiful park and garden with beautiful views of the city. Uh, you can walk up to the hill. It's quite a walk, I would say, but if you don't want to walk, there you can take the funny cooler from the street at Malostranska and then just go up directly to the garden. And you don't need tickets for it. If you already have a ticket for public transport, that ticket is valid for the funicular as well. Any other parks you would want to recommend? Mm, I would say people should visit uh, Stromovka Park, which is in Prague 7. It used to be some kind of hunting reserve in the past, but now it's just a beautiful garden with lakes and it's great for biking. I would say if you're about to take the city bikes, you can just bike around the park and have a beautiful afternoon. And if you're into beer gardens, then you can go to the Rigerovisadi beer garden. And the Rigerovisadi garden is beautiful because, as I mentioned earlier, it has a beautiful, it offers a beautiful sunset view. You mentioned beer gardens. I don't know if some people have heard of this before, but Czech people drink the most amount of beer per capita in the world. Yes, in the world. I think I believe it was about 155 liters per year. I would say that the, the tourists contribute a lot to that number because Prague and the Czech Republic in general is famous for beer. Yeah, it's the home of Pilsner and Staropramen and yeah, a, lot a lot of famous of beer. And the thing about it is that in some places you will actually find a cheaper beer than a cheaper water, so... Yes, of... I heard that as well. Sometimes the beer might be cheaper than water. Yeah, it's true. It's amazing. <laughs> so beer drinkers, Prague is the destination for you. Uh, we didn't also mention, well, while we're f- talking about fun facts, the small street in... Oh, Sunny is obsessed with this little street in, uh, in the lesser, uh, lesser town of Prague. <laughs> It's like, I mean, 
It's one of the smallest streets in the world, and then it's only 50 centimeters wide. So you like both people cannot cross it at the same time. There's traffic lights for goodness sake on both sides. So when people go from one side, you you see the red light, and then once it's green, you can go from this side. It's I think it's a pretty interesting experience if you can visit it. If you're in the area, just check it out. Yeah, just for fun, but it's also like it doesn't really have any much more mm. than that. It's just pointless. Any other fun facts or any cultural things that you encountered in Czech Republic or in Prague that you didn't see anywhere else up until now? I One thing I know about them is that I noticed this, but I think not a lot of people notice it. Around Christmas, there is markets, obviously. people. I think people already know that Prague is popular for its Christmas market, but they don't have Santa Claus. It's interesting for them that they actually don't have the tradition of Santa Claus. Like almost everybody else has Santa Claus, I believe. But instead they have a tradition of baby Jesus and a tradition of Saint Nicholas. The tradition about Saint Nicholas is that it's in the beginning of December. I believe it's the 5th of December is the holiday where they have Saint Nicholas dressed in like a white robe or gown. I don't know. And, it and has he delivers a, the presents. And he has like a devil with him and angel. And they just decide on the good or bad kids in a way. And he delivers presents basically to kids. And he gives out presents on St. Nicholas Day. But when it's Christmas time, the kids and the family, they decorate the house and the, tr- the Christmas tree. And the gifts... They get gifts again. <laughs> yeah, they, they get gifts, but uh, the gifts, they're not given by Santa Claus. They're actually given by baby Jesus. <laughs> actually, now that you mention it, I was there for Christmas twice. I was all over all of the Christmas markets. It's beautiful. Trust me, if you want to, if you get the chance, definitely visit Prague during Christmas period because there's so many Christmas markets. Every square has one. They are... So beautifully decorated. And then the old town square uh, has, the, I believe, one of the biggest Christmas markets in Europe. Probably. And it, it is amazing. It is very beautiful. They, they have a lot of things that you can do. You can try so many traditional foods. And I never actually noticed that they don't have Santa Claus on any of the well, decorations. But a- now that you say it, I... I didn't see him everywhere now that I think back. But you see baby Jesus everywhere. Yes, baby Jesus was everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I never actually noticed this. This is very interesting. (laughs) A very interesting fact. My goodness. And then uh, let's go over some of the questions that we had that we missed out on. For example, there was one of the questions was, where should one stay when visiting Prague? Like which area is the best? It depends on the budget you have, but I would say if we just look at the area, if we disregard the budget you have, I would say people should stick to the Old Town area, Prague 1 and Prague 2. is so much easier for tourists, especially if you're there for a few days. You don't have time to get acquainted with how the public transport works and how to get to places, even though it's very easy and very... Um, safe to use i would say maybe the best if you have a few days maybe just stay in the city center because Mm -hmm. you as a tourist understandable yeah but if you stay if you're staying in prague for longer i would definitely suggest to stay somewhere outside of the center 
you would also get cheaper prices for places to stay if you look into the the surrounding neighborhoods even if you go to like Prague 8, Prague 7, Prague 6 definitely just check out Airbnbs there's a lot of Airbnbs uh, all over town and you would find something in your price range and what's best fit for you and your your like travel yeah, well, itinerary. I would say the cheapest option will be hostels. But if you're not into that kind of like traveling and accommodation, you can go and look for other options. Another question, while we, you mentioned commuting and then the metro and the buses, another one of the questions was how to commute locally. I said earlier that the best way, I think, to commute in Prague is to use the public transport. If you buy a ticket for one ride, it's uh, 24 crowns, and that ticket is valid for only 30 minutes. But I would say if you buy like a... The three-day ticket, three day I ticket, think, is the best offer. Which is 110 crowns. And in those three days, you can use every possible public transport there is. You can use metro, buses, uh, uh, boats, trams. Definitely. And I believe that's the best option for tourists. And But if you're staying, let's say, in the city center, you won't need a public transport walk. ticket. People you definitely can, you walk. You can walk Everything is in every, walking distance. Yeah, everywhere. And if you have to go somewhere outside of the city center, then you can just uh, get an Uber or a Bolt, but just don't get, don't use the taxis because they tend to overcharge tourists. Mm-hmm. So just avoid them. Also, which would be the ideal season to visit? Depending on what you want to see, but for me personally, Prague is the most beautiful in summer. I would recommend winter season because no. that's what I experienced. If you are maybe... interested, if you love the Christmas uh, period and the festivities that go with Christmas, I would definitely say visit Prague. Other than that, around Christmas, like because you enjoy the markets, you enjoy the events that's gonna happen with uh, all the traditional things that the Czech uh, the Czech people do around Christmas. But Maybe Easter time would be nice because it's spring, everything is green, you can visit the parks. Because you miss out on a lot of parks and beautiful scenery when you go there during winter time. Yeah, definitely. That's why I said summer for me personally. I chose summer because the day is longer. That's my priority. That's as well, I think, when traveling. It's so important. Yeah, you can see so much more in summer than in winter. And plus, it's not cold. A lot of the times, it's really nice. It's not even hot. And it's also a great time to go on Naplavka, which is the riverbank. It's just great for a walk, uh, to have a little walk or a run, or even just sit there and have a beer. And also, summer is great because you can take the riverboats. And the pedal boats and just yes, go in the river. I agree. And then we we talked about so many things to see and visit. Like the perfect, yeah. what would be the perfect duration for a Prague trip? Depending on what you want to see. If you want to see just the main things. Like maybe you can do it as a weekend you trip. You can do it as a weekend trip. But the problem I have with weekend trips is you don't get to experience the city. You can see all the landmarks, you can see all the monuments, but you don't feel the spirit that Prague Mm -hmm. as a city carries. And I think you miss out on a lot. And 
you will always miss out like on things even if you stay for a month it will not be enough to yeah, fully I was, I was there twice i think both times about 15 days and i still missed out on so many things i yeah. didn't get to see all of the things i planned on seeing let alone the things that i didn't even know <laughs> existed but i would say like reasonable a time week. to visit prague and stay there is probably around a week five to seven days Because uh, you get to see the city, maybe for the first two days you go to all the popular landmarks and uh, see all of them. But then you actually have time to take it all in mm-hmm. and experience and even revisit places that you have seen or just just go outside of the city center. Yeah, that, I was gonna say the same. Maybe is, if, you're, if you've had enough of Prague, you can go outside of Prague as not well. Not just outside of Prague. Primarily, this is important for people that go there in, in Prague for longer to definitely submerge themselves and experience Prague other than the city center. Go to the other neighborhoods, just uh, see the Karlin area, see the Letna area, go to Vinohrady, Zhishkov, just uh, see uh, the churches around there. They have beautiful churches, beautiful parks and other museums and monuments that are very interesting to see. Yeah, and if you have a day left after that, then it's very easy to just take a day trip outside I of Prague. I think, yes, I did that. I took a few day trips uh, outside of Prague, and I think everybody should do it, because it's not just Prague in the Czech Republic. There's so many other beautiful cities, and every city is unique. The architecture is unique. You would get a lot out of those cities. My favorite one was, I think, Carlo Vivari. That's my favorite as well, I would say. It was such a beautiful day trip and then don't just don't go there in winter time. <laughs> well uh, Carlo Vivari is I saw it, it has its magic yeah. in winter, but it's more I saw photos from summer. winter uh, from summertime and then I went to winter time. It's a completely different story, completely different world. Just go in summertime, you'll just walk around, visit all the hot springs and then you would buy a cup, you would drink some of the water. But yes, Carlo Vivari, I think um Cheski Krumlov was it? Yeah, Cheski Another Krumlov one. is also very popular with tourists nowadays. A lot of tourists uh, go on day trips from Prague to Cheski Krumlov. And another place is Kutnohora, which I believe they have the your favorite yes. place there. Oh, I have this question that I would like to ask people who are interviewed. It's like one crazy place in that yeah. area. And if it's a crazy place in the Czech Republic or Prague, it would be this one. Uh, the Sedlec... Uh, Sedlec Osuari. Osuari. Uh, oh my goodness. It's like a bone church. A church made out of bones, actual human bones. It's I, very I avoid it to this very eerie. day. And I think I, I don't know if I will ever be ready to go in that church. I mean, yeah, it's it's very grotesque. Can I say grotesque? Bizarre. Bizarre. Say bizarre. Bizarre. Yes, exactly. It's, it's history and everything, but at the same time, those are real bones. Exactly. That's some. Yeah, that's somebody's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody's grandma. I don't know. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I, that's not that's not something that I'm into personally. Yes, it's if you're into that, maybe that's one of the places you would want to visit. Other than that, the Bohemian Paradise. Yeah, or Czeski Rai or Bohemian Paradise. It's a beautiful national national park. It has a lot of beautiful trails for hiking. If people are into that, it also has a interesting looking cliffs and rocks formations there. 
I would say other cities as well. Like every, I think every city is unique. I would like some... to mention Brno because we went to Brno yeah, and I we had a lot of fun. Brno is very cute, small little city. Not say, little, but yeah, this is a it's city. one of the biggest cities in the Czech Republic. Yeah, but like the thing that you would visit is the city center is small area. Yeah, so you would be able to do it in just one day, and then. Uh, there's interesting, <laughs> interesting astronomical clock over there. I don't know if it's astronomical, would wanna... by the way. But... Yeah, I don't know. They called it astronomical clock. But you would want to check that out. <laughs> yeah, that clock is weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. This is not PG-13. We would not go into details. But just check out the clock in Brno. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll make it that way. I think it's pretty safe. Like It looks like a rocket, kids. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Very quick. Budget per day. How much would you say one person would need? I mean, of course, it depends on what are you doing and where do you want to go. Like, Yeah, that's but true. But if you're sticking you can, to a tight budget, like how to, much can you... You can go on a very tight budget in Prague and still enjoy it, but I would say like not less than 800 or 900 crowns per day. Uh, there are a lot of uh, attractions and monuments and stuff you can do and see for free, which is great. Yes, that for, was going to be my next question. Like, which is great for people. What, what are, should people see or do in Prague? Some interesting things. Just at the top of my mind, uh, I remembered beers pass. Like, that's not something that you see everywhere. <laughs> people there love so beer so much. They have beers pass where you would actually bathe in a big tub of beer and I'll, drink beer at the same time. I don't think that's something that locals do. That's done just for tourists and people like Sunny who enjoy it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. She wanted to. (laughs) I didn't. But I did something else. Maybe even worse. I ate, I think, five or six Stradelnik's. They're not even Czech. Exactly. It's it's a tourist trap. So people, this is not a Czech thing. I think it became popularized in Prague around 2010 as a tourist trap. And then they, they like became very famous they started selling them everywhere especially on christmas market it's basically a dough that's baked on like a long tube or something metal that it's turning and with sugar with sugar and then they coat it with chocolate or like cream or something i don't know it they can be delicious but not as much as they are advertised to be Oh yeah, definitely. And it's definitely much. a tourist trap. So don't eat as many. I I was still hoping I I bought one, I bought another and I was still hoping to to taste what they were describing. It never happened. If you're definitely set on trying one, just buy one that is off the main uh, cobble streets in the old town because it's so much more expensive than the streets that are a bit off. Yeah. Like I don't remember how much I paid for for the one. I, I think about a hundred something, yeah, hundred something. something crowns. And then in the other streets, you can find them for about forty crowns. So so it's not well, worth it. Def- outside of the city center, you might find them for around fifty crowns. But if you are going to the ones that are in the city center, it will definitely be around eighty to hundred crowns, maybe. Tell us about the foods that you must try when you visit Prague. I think we're going to do like top five lists of each of the things that we're talking about on our social media. So definitely make sure to follow and check that out if you're interested. So tell us, Ivana. The Czech cuisine is largely based on meat dishes. I think people should know that. And now I'm going to tell you about dishes that I've never tried. 
But I just know they're famous because I know what you're gonna yeah. say. Pork knuckle, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that there are a few meat dishes that everybody tries, and Czech people love and need even just like they make it at home and eat it. And one of those dishes are svičkova, which is kind of like meat in some sauce with a bread dumplings, and it has a cranberry uh, sauce and then some whipped cream on it. And another thing is goulash. Those two dishes. Oh, I saw it, goulash everywhere in all of the restaurants. It was goulash in a bread bowl, I believe. Yeah, in some restaurants they style it out where they carve out the bread mm. and they put the goulash in it so you can have uh, goulash and in a bread bowl. Let's not forget my favorite. And Pork this, knuckle. this is very, I think, <laughs> I don't I don't know if Czech people actually make it at home and eat it. I don't, but, I've never seen it. But, but be aware, let's in just a disclaimer point. you can definitely have that pork knuckle or pork knee. You is... should order it with somebody else. It's huge. It's humongous. Like basically, once they bring it out, it's this humongous chunk of meat with a humongous bone going through it. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, and maybe you should eat it with somebody else. I managed actually to eat the whole thing by myself. I don't know, a lot of people eat it by themselves. But it's so huge, it's scary, it's intimidating, let's just say, call it like that. When Once they bring it out and you, you check it out in front of you, it's an intimidating dish. Yeah, I can But see it's that. very delicious. I can see I mean, uh, if you're a meat eater, if you're into meats, uh, it's a very delicious uh, dish, I may say. Yeah, that's true. And then another one of my favorites was Kremlin cheese. This was all over the Christmas Kremlin markets. Oh my goodness. Kremlin is cheese, which is... Very similar to camembert. If you like camembert, hermeline is pretty much the same. Sometimes they make it as pickled version. And I think that's more Czech, where people just make the pickled hermeline at home. But uh, on markets and even in restaurants, you can find it as grilled hermeline, where they put some um, seasonings on it and they, they put it in aluminum foil and they put it on the grill so you can have some grilled hermeline. Another dish for vegetarians, I would say, is the smazeni sir, or the mm. fried cheese, that is also kind of popular popular in the Czech Republic, where you can have fried cheese, and it's really delicious. Other than that, uh, I just remembered when we were talking about the fried cheese, because we ordered it there. We missed out one Instagrammable spot. It's the Uprince, was it Uprince Terrace? Oh, yeah, well, I think... That's... Right at the old town square, there is a hotel called Uprince. And if you go at the top, they have a terrace and a I restaurant. I would argue it's the, uh, that it's the most Instagrammable spot in Prague. If you are into like photos and like to take good photos of yourself in, with landmarks in them, like definitely go there. I mean, to this day, that photo that we took there is one of my most likes, if not the most liked photo of my Instagram. Yeah, so it is a beautiful Terrasa Uprince, definitely. Yes. Definitely visit that. Something else I wanted to ask you about is uh, scams. Because I watched a, a YouTube video before that was talking about scams in Prague. And then they mentioned something about exchanging money. So, oh yeah, it's something that you definitely need to be careful about. Uh, a lot of exchange offices will offer... You will see this like zero commission and whatnot advertising, but when you go inside, if the rate is not around 25 crowns, don't exchange money there because they, they will give you 16 crowns mm -hmm. or 15. That's way lower than the rate. 
There are quite a few honest places around the city center that you can find where they will give you a decent rate. But also another thing you should be aware of is that the money they give you are check crowns. Because sometimes they there are known scams in the past where they give money that are from some other country, like Ukrainian old money or mm-hmm. some old Russian money. So make sure you get check crowns. My personal advice to everybody is to maybe don't even exchange money or not a large sum of money. Yes. Because, like, you can pay cards, cards everywhere. virtually everywhere in Prague. And, yeah, so just use your card. And it's easier in case you get robbed as well because nobody's going to take your money if you yeah. don't have any money. Just be careful of the basic stuff, like pickpocketers and then maybe some people scams, like donations. Yeah, if they ask you for donations and That's you. basic like in all touristy places. And then another thing that uh, I remember you mentioned before, it's the mini markets. Oh, yeah. Like you warned me about that one. of the mini markets that are in the city, especially the ones in the central area around Dogtown Square and Wenceslas Square. There is a lot of mini markets. They sell this kind of like cool looking alcohol bottles, some absinthe little uh, bottles and like fake cannabis and stuff like that. They tend to be way overpriced than mm. a normal supermarket, so maybe just avoid them because in some of them you you're gonna end up paying like five times what the price of the product should be. Yes, I like remember a, seeing chocolate, like the same brand, in one of those mini market stores and in a just typical yeah. grocery store, and it was they five they tend to be price. way overpriced. And the thing is, there are supermarkets everywhere in Prague, so you can find the supermarket maybe a few steps away from the mini market that you're about to pay. I don't know, hundred crowns for a bottle of water that should be like fifteen or twenty crowns. So yeah. Wow. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is how did you find, like, throughout these years, how did you find the people in Prague? They're they're kind of reserved. They don't like to get involved into, like, they will not come up to be, try to be overly friendly or anything. But I believe that if you're respectful or nice to them, they will be also very respectful and nice to you as well. Help you back. I mean, was ever, like, was language ever a barrier for you or an obstacle? Like, you went there... You didn't know Czech, right? Yeah, and it was at the beginning. And I would recommend to everybody to just learn some basic Czech. Like, Tell us some basic words <laughs> that everybody should know. I don't know. Like, if you For example, say, hello. If you want to say hello, you can say ahoy, which is kind of like the informal version. Ahoy. Yeah, ahoy. And then a goodbye would be like nasledano. Mm-hmm. And then thank you, which is important. Oh, yes, thank you. Dziękuję. Dziękuję. Or and like Vicky. How much is this? Like that's the most important things for me. For how you? much? <laughs> and I just point somewhere. Well, how you much? point and say, Kolikto uh, stoi? Kolikto stoi? Kolikto stoi? This. Not this. To is this. Kolikto so, stoi? And then another thing you need to know is please, which is prosim. Mm-hmm. Prosim. prosim. You'll say like, prosim, kolikto stoi? And yes and no? Yes is? Yes is ano. And no is ne. That's enough vocabulary lesson <laughs> for our audience. No, it's just basic check. I think you should learn it. Uh, so, quickly, personal recommendations. Like, what are your favorite spots in Prague? My favorite spots in Prague. My very favorite spot in Prague is this little garden. It's a courtyard garden near Narodnitrida. 
It's called Františkánská zahrada. It's very uh, small and kind of popular with locals. It's not popular with tourists, but it's kind of like uh, you are in these busy streets and all of a sudden you took one turn and you're in this peaceful and beautiful garden when you cannot really hear what's going on. And it, it kinda, That's nice. It's, it's kind of like my switch off place. A lot of times I just go there and switch off from the outside of the world and I just stay in that garden. Other favorite places, uh, I would say this this cafe. It's close to Namaste Republiki and the Old Town Square. It's called Grand Cafe Orient. And it's it's basically in the only cubist building in Prague, which is interesting. Oh, about. Black Madonna, right? Yeah, the, the name of the building, I don't know if the entire building, but at least the one on the bottom, the place on the bottom is called Black Madonna or Cherna Madonna. And on the top, there is a cafe called Orient, and it's very beautiful. It's very, I don't know, it looks like you're in some of those old movies and you just enter this, like, the interior gives off that vibe. And it has a beautiful little balcony where you can sit on, especially if it's too warm weather, and just enjoy your meal or coffee. And it's fairly cheap. For the citizen, mm. for the location it has, it's fairly cheap. And I know the same building houses also the only, I believe, uh, Cubism Museum, Prague Cubism Museum, and then okay. your university. Oh, I yeah. I can't forget about it. My university is my favorite spot in Prague. I'm biased on that one because I spend a lot of time there. But my university is right on the riverbank. It's the Faculty of Law from the Charles University, which is the oldest university in Central Europe. And it has a Paternoster lift, which is a non-stop lift that keeps going in circle all the time. It never stops. So, so you, you need to hop on and yeah, hop it's off. It's basically hop on, hop off uh, uh, elevator. And there are a few of them around Prague. You can try and find them. I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. There is one near the upside down Wenceslaus statue. So, yeah, and another one in the city hall. So you can go and yeah, look. Definitely for them. check. It's a very interesting experience, I think. And at first, once you hop on, you're like very scared. I don't think you can see, like, find them around. I think for safety reasons. Yeah, I believe in forbidden. other countries they are forbidden for safety reasons. But I, I assure you, it's very safe to go on it. I take it. Every day. So try it out, people. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Okay. And then I would like to maybe finish up with some quick questions. So you would just answer from the top of your head. Yes okay. or no. Or this or that. Like whatever I ask okay. you. Whatever you think. So old town or lesser town? Lesser town. Tradelnik or Makovi Kolach? Ooh, neither. I would... I would have to say. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't like either of them. I would have to say my favorite Czech dessert is probably Marlenka. Marlenka or Venecek then? Still Marlenka. <laughs> Winter in Prague or summer in Prague? I already said this, summer in Prague for sure. Beer or absinthe? Neither. I'll go Czech wine. Please, the Czech Republic has great wine, so try out the wine too, not just I beer. like the wine as well, especially the mule wine on the Christmas markets. And then Prague at day or Prague at night? Oof, this is very hard for me because I love both. But you have to pick one. Prague at night. Prague at night. Tram or metro? Tram, definitely. You can see the. You can have a beautiful view from the city, uh, from the windows. And I think you already answered this one. But Carlo Vivari or Cesky Kumlo? Carlo Vivari for <laughs> sure. So just tell us for the concluding remarks, like how did you experience uh, Prague as a tourist in the beginning, and now that you're already a local, we may say, like how do you find Prague now? 
Well, I would say as a tourist, you don't really look and you don't even really care about the city on a more deeper level because mm. you're interested to see what's there to see. You're interested to go to the clubs. You're interested to to have fun. But when you're actually living there, you start to care about the place. And it comes to a point where even tourists annoy you. <laughs> it really does. But in terms of what tourists should take from a local would be that they should definitely try to get more out of the city center. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you start exploring Prague outside of the city center, that's when you start to really see how Czech people function on a day-to-day basis and how their lives are. And that's when you can really relate to them on a immerse, more... Immerse yourself in the culture, basically. Yeah, and relate to them on a more personal level and even meet new people. And a lot of the people are really nice. I would agree with that. I had similar experiences in other places. So thank you, Ivana. That's it for today, everybody. I hope we managed to somehow spike up your imagination and in a way take you to Prague. Big thanks to Ivana again for helping me with that. You can find her at uh, Sazdowska Eve. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at uh, It is Sunny over here and then at Take Me To Podcast, where you can leave all of your questions and proposals for the next episode. For example, which one would you prefer to be the next destination? Definitely visit www.takemetopodcast.com for more information. And don't forget, one's destination is never a place, but it is a new way of seeing things. Thank you so much for listening and hope you will join us again in the next episode on a new journey to a new destination.